Hi, I'm Lisa Metropolis with Kaiba Health and Life for Kaiba Intermedia, and I am staying home and staying safe. I hope you are too. And I'm very, very excited to have our guests here today from all over uh, the country today. Uh, we have three guests, and we are going to be talking about some important uh, PPE that you, uh, the the individual uh, that is watching our our audience can purchase uh, and we're going to be talking about some incredible points that they have made and done to this PPE. We have Joshua Schneider who is the owner of the Masked Family. Hello. We have we have Brian Sego who is a chemist and has worked uh, specializes in fabric and has worked uh, with uh, our, our guests today uh, on the making of the fabric for the PPE for the masks. And we have Tamara Regan, who is just, she's a nurse. Happy Nurses Week. Thank and, you so much. And she, uh, she thank you for facilitating this. Uh, you are a nurse, uh, a case manager, and you have um, facilitated this and really helped uh, connected a lot of the endeavor here. So uh, I, I want to start, of course, by again saying Happy Nurses Week and recognizing uh, your efforts and efforts of all of your peers and your colleagues who work uh, in your field. Thank you for what you do. You're very welcome, of course. I want to thank all of them for what they do. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Josh, I want to start with you. You have really made an impact here. You started in uh, with fashion masks, so I want to kind of ask you what your what your what your dream was in that, and then going from that, you saw an incredible need, and uh, there there was some facilitating there. So let's start with you uh, in your endeavor with the fashion masks and how that just kind of started, and then you transitioned. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was going to school at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, and unfortunately, uh, I had my brother pass away unexpectedly. And it kind of left me in a spot where I wasn't able to complete school, but I did know, um, you know, some background to art and uh, I've been an artist my whole life. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. You know, I was at a breaking point and I really wanted to um, do something new and occupy myself while I dealt with a very emotional state of mind and being. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> what I had thought about was, you know, what is like a blank canvas um, that a lot of people haven't, you know, um, done anything with. And that being said, the mask came about. Um, you know, I had studied a lot of different areas of art, craft design, uh, screen printing, um, photography, I mean, painting, everything. And uh, it kind of came to a point of like, well, how do I get, you know, my art onto a mask? And uh, how is the best way to do that? Um, there's a few different ways to do it, but the special process that I use allows any sort of artwork, photograph, or anything to be um, permanently adhered into my mask. Um, that was um, built, and it, it took some time, um, you know, and then I got it patented um, back in January of 2019, um, even though I had started and officially became an LLC in November 2018. Um, 
and once I kind of, you know, I went through a few different seamstresses, a lot of them gave up. And then we finally, I finally found one and she stuck with me and she's been with me ever since. And since at that time, uh, obviously teams have expanded um, due to COVID um, as well as just the growth of the fashion mask itself. Um, but anyways, uh, going forward from there, you know, um, it was basically an overall idea of, you know, branding oneself and uh, being an artist, you know, at times like you can struggle really. And uh, I wanted to have a way that an artist could represent themselves. And the mask was a blank canvas that had been untouched. It was kind of ridiculous to me, honestly, because it felt like a blank t-shirt. And, uh, you know, what better representation and branding than right on your face? Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're basically shouting to the world, you know, look at me type of thing. Um, so from that point forward is when I just started producing and uh, be more than happy to talk about, you know, my endeavors and, um, you know, everything that has happened since as well. So that's kind of the basics there. Josh, that is, that is incredible. I know that uh, uh, there is such an incredibly large demographic of, uh, of young people, especially, that uh, where um, the masks come into play at different, uh, different events and different uh, arenas, um, festivals, and concerts. And that's, that's um, part of their, uh, of how they express themselves. I know that people, I have friends of mine who have, um, have who have gone to different uh, uh, events and venues and um, want that, that, that piece to represent who they are, what, what they want people to know about themselves is an important piece. So it does make sense to me. I know that, um, I, I appreciate so much, we all appreciate so much uh, your creativity and how you continued it, how you continued to, to, to use it uh, to, to better yourself because that just goes right into the way that, uh, the way that you connected with, with Tamara. Now, I know that you, uh, her nephew, and uh, you are, are, are familiar with each other. Is that correct? Uh, actually, yeah. I'm not her nephew, but her nephew is a good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. No, no worries there, but um, that's how we kind of got connected from there, so. Correct. And then tell me, um, Tamara, you had, uh, you had some ideas. You need, you, you are an RN, you work in <laughs> space management, uh, you work with this, when this, uh, when the epidemic came up, let's, let's fast forward a little bit to when uh, the, the, the virus started to become a part of our everyday lives and we knew it was just going to continue. What were your thoughts and how did you connect with Josh? Well, I wasn't sure how everything was going to play out. So I'm a case manager for catastrophically injured patients. So anyone who's been in an automobile accident, we could have a private payer workers comp, but primarily catastrophically injured patients. Could be a quadriplegic patient, somebody with traumatic brain injury, whatever the situation may be, but it's very serious. And so my job is to go to appointments with them and coordinate their care. And I was thinking, I have, I have a son at home with type one diabetes. I have a grandson. Um, and others around me who are vulnerable, I would say. And I thought, I don't know, I cannot at this point get my hands on any PPE. 
I don't know how to take care of these patients. I don't know how to protect my family. I don't know what I'm going to do. So my nephew contacted me and said, I know somebody. I know somebody. We can get you masks. And I kind of thought, I do not need a, a certain type of mask. I need one that's really going to protect me. And um, he said, well, just talk to him. It's like N99. It'll, it'll take care of everything. I said, okay. So I did speak with Josh. That's how I met, met was introduced to him. And I talked to him about the, the fabric because in my mind, I needed to, if this was actually available, an N99 filtration type of fabric, you know, and I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you could almost put a hose to it and not a lot's going to get through. That's what I'm going to say. So I needed to find a way to protect everybody I knew. That's how I felt. I felt desperate as a nurse and um, just a human being to try to protect the people around me. So after speaking with him, I legitimately bought masks for all of my patients, my parents, some of my friends, my children, my grandson, and um, we were really happy with that. So Josh and I started talking and um, I said, you know, maybe if we change the style a little bit more to be something that we're used to seeing in our industry, it would be really great. And so Josh came up with some ideas that I'll let him and Brian talk to you about because that is not my arena at all. Um, but when he told me about them, how to, his ideas about blocking these viruses and everything, I thought, oh my gosh. He said, I just need somebody. And I said, I asked, like a chemist? And he said, yes. I said, oh, I happen to know somebody. Brian. And um, connected the two of them. And, and quite frankly, they have to take it from there because they are the sheer brilliance behind it. I, I, have, I, I don't even belong here. <laughs> that is, that, what a facilitator. What an incredible facilitation up to this point. And then it just gets even better. Brian, you are a, you are a chemist. You work very uh, heavily and solidly in, in fabrics. Also, what did you, what did you decide to, you know, when you came, you and Josh finally were connected. Um, what were some of the, the beginning processes of designing this? I know it's antiviral and antimicrobial and the science of it is so important to you. So let's talk about the process of how that, that came about and, and is continuing. Well, where we start is, uh, first of all, I am a chemist that works with different media. And uh, when we're talking about cleaning and sanitizing uh, or disinfecting uh, different organisms, it really still plays out whether the surface is a fabric or whether it's a stainless steel or ceramic, uh, cotton. It doesn't really matter to that degree what it's on except how fast it does clean or remove a particular organism. We look at uh, the current crisis is, uh, is dealing with a virus and viruses are not alive. So we, what we do is we say that we destroy them or we prevent them from uh, building up to uh, such a level that uh, gets to a viral lo load that is impairs uh, your ability to function in whichever organ or whichever function. So using the concepts that are 
simply out there and from my both my education and my experience I tried to apply that to what Josh was trying to do and what Tamara was imploring him to do and from that we came up with some some pretty basic tenets uh, that were going to be important one of them was going to have to be that it was antimicrobial because microbes could be alive bacteria mold yeast that sort of thing we wanted to prevent those from impacting the the body's ability to fight off if a virus did get through and did uh, start to replicate so in a host so that sort of concept was basically take the vulnerables and make them less vulnerable and that's where that's where the the first process started the second process was into the I wouldn't call it necessarily antiviral as much as I would say once the virus is there is to destroy it to make render it inactive uh, that way it doesn't allow the DNA to replicate that's a, a pretty strong statement though how do you get it from wanting it to be anti you know um, when say antiviral or how, how do you get it to render it inactive on a mask and so Josh and I talked at length about this uh, process and, and what was what it, what our options were, and he had a couple things that just were synergistic. Uh, they some of it was just literally um, it just came about, and um, I was I guess in in a way luck does play, um, and what we did is we tested it out and tried to figure out whether the properties the physical and chemical properties would meet the the goals and luckily we found that they were and through both Josh and my efforts to talk this through we started seeing some pretty incredible developments and they are no one's ever done this before and so from that uh, we have we have a chance to pretty much make history here and That's something that Josh can talk about on on his end But the the technical side or the the chemistry side and the physics behind it uh, the chemistry there are They're like I said, they're incredible and we we really have a chance to do something really good for um, combat basically raising the level of PPE to something that we've never ever had before. That's, that's incredible. Josh, I want you to, uh, to continue that and elaborate on that a little more um, in terms of uh, how you um, helped design this as well. And also um, the, the patent uh, for it. I know that, that there are several different areas moving on this right now um, in, in terms of uh, uh, FDA and all of that. So I, I do want you to, to touch on that because this is such amazing technology that you real, that, that has really happened within the last few weeks. Would you say it's been, a, it was, it's really happened in, in maybe the last month, few weeks to a month? Uh, yeah, I would. It's actually been, you know, it was a process, but it actually kind of happened pretty quick. I mean, we did a few trials and, uh, you know, like Brian said, it's, just been miraculous, honestly. Um, I can't even really explain like how specific uh, this all acts together it is absolutely, it's just, 
it's meant to be is what it is. And I just am playing my role to help protect people. And that overall is the goal. And, uh, you know, uh, basically um, going back to like what I had done with the fashion mask, I had learned certain processes to basically make things permanent into the mask. And uh, that's kind of what the same thing going on is here. Um, so using what I knew um, uh, in my areas of expertise um, with this technology and my art, um, I basically combined everything. And then, you know, using what I did know, I then went ahead and said, well, what if? And uh, I needed verification. That's where I asked Tamara, you know, do you know anyone? And like she said, you know, she pointed me in the direction of Brian and we've had a great relationship and things are just synergistic between him and myself and also what's going on. Um, so basically, um, not only did we get, uh, you know, a mask that um, filters at the same level as an N95 or a little bit greater, um, we pushed it further to make it antimicrobial and then also, uh, you know, as Brian said, breaking down the, uh, the viruses um, kind of at their core. So knowing what I knew and putting that all together, we created a mask that is um, antibacterial. Um, what we use for our compound is impregnated into it permanently. Um, now I do state like 500 washes, but actually it's pretty permanent. Um, the other thing is uh, this acts as a, kind of a, a sphere. Um, so part of the compound basically acts as an overall bubble, if you will. Um, at three and a half inches away from this mask, um, you're breaking down um, the proteins and uh, basically the viral matter at its core. Um, so that's important to know um, because it's not just on the mask, we're talking around it as well. Um, that gives a, you know, a few more seconds of time to destroy it. And uh, you know, with, this, uh, with this mask, you have this protection and it's literally all the time. Um, how it works is basically, um, you know, like Brian said, there's some synergistic compounds going on here, but overall it is at a UVC frequency um, at low levels that basically um, renders the virus inactive, if you will. And uh, it irradiates at that level that is safe, um, but also outwards um, from the user. And so what you have is something, like you said, that's not only anti um, microbial, but you have something that's breaking apart the viruses, um, as well as the filtration level needed. And you have something that's washable and rewearable, and it's practically permanent. So, I mean, you basically have an all-in-one mask, a one-time purchase that is going to protect you and your family. And that's what's incredible. And like I said before, like, you know, with us three together, we literally, <laughs> this is history. And we're all doing it right now and talking about it. Absolutely. This is absolute, absolute history. Brian, I just want to ask you, uh, I just want you to, to elaborate a little bit on the point that Josh just made in terms of the three and a half uh, radius around the mass. So there are three things that we were looking at besides aesthetics and fit, et cetera. Um, one of those was obviously filtration, filtrability. And he has, he's developed a, a pretty good um, uh, way to 
operate and pr uh, filter out the particles that, as he said, makes it in of and around the capability of flow and and filterability of a, an N95 to N99 in that range. So those that is the first thing that we had to work with. The second thing was we needed to make sure that this antimicrobial concept would be permanent. And so if you think about an organism and uh, their ability to respire, their ability to breathe, their ability to, to breed or um, replicate, they need a few things. And so one of the things that we decided to do is, is we talked through the different chemistries and uh, available ways or means to make that happen. And we landed on a few and one of them actually took. So it's almost like serendipity in this regard. Um, we had some educated guesses as to what it was going to do based on my previous experience and, and work with uh, disinfectants and sanitizers. But we wanted to make sure that it was actually going to work on the mask and be like, as he said, permanent. So one of those things is to make it toxic to something that is um, a bad actor in our environment, but not the human. And so we have, we, what we did is we put it at levels that were effective as a sanitizer, but in that regard, they're also able to be, uh, um, let's say, uh, not harmful to the humans. So as we're, uh, you know, protecting ourselves, we're also not hurting ourselves through what this, this means um, imparted to the mask. And that was a that was a huge jump because there have been things that in in the history of of different surfaces that that people have allowed to uh, be imparted with a, an antimicrobial nature. That's fine, but this took it to a different level. And the last one was to make it so that we're dealing with a uh, pandemic that is uh, viral. Well, viral viruses are not like um, bacteria. And, uh, you know, this particular one has a nice fatty sphere that blocks it from its DNA. And that what we wanted to do was not just go through the fatty layer. We really wanted to make sure that we got to the DNA and destroyed it. DNAs are proteins. So using that logic, we went through and physically found that UVC was the best way to break this down and render it ineffective, inactive, sorry, inactive. And that's what we did. And the other thing that was really just cool is that the material he used allows the conduit of this energy, and it's low level energy. So it's not, it's not you know, in, in affecting us, but it is affecting the virus. And so it, it, is historically been known that UVC does uh, destroy viruses and specifically the DNA from the virus. So taking that, putting the, a, a secondary emission, in other words, walking through and getting your uh, energy from light, fluorescent light from the energy from the sun, that is a direct impact. But that's not going to help us with the mask uh, and this the 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 genius of this is is that and it's serendipity as well is that the compounds we use to to impart to the mask actually have a secondary irradiation so 
it emits or excites the energy and gives off another energy that allows that conduit to force the energy right through the mask. And so it's like um, the same thing as getting a cable and shoving light through it. And that light is then channeled to where it needs to be. This is what the mask does. And that is just unheard of before. We haven't seen that sort of thing before. And that, that's where we want to take it. We want to, we want to make sure that, as um, Josh said, we're, we're trying to make people safe. We're trying to keep people safe. And that's, so. uh, that, that, that brings me to, um, for, for the, the, the three of you, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Tamara. How do you feel, what does this mean to you to be a part of this life-saving uh, tool for people uh, during this time and going forward, being able to be a part of uh, making history like this? What, is this? what does this mean to you? And what has it done for you during this time, especially? Well, I don't know if this is important for me to talk about myself. Um, it's been a very humbling experience because what we haven't talked about is the fact that um, I legitimately have probably not spoken with Brian in about six years. And I made one phone call that lasted about, I don't know, 60 seconds and asked him to talk to this guy, Josh, and he did it. And I mean, there's no money exchange here. These are people who are genuinely... Josh took his dream, which we all want, we want to give, um, it, it's probably gone multifold now. We want to give back to him what he started with, but he basically took his dream, modified everything to try to protect humanity. I mean, we didn't know how this was going to play out. I've watched his genius mind work with, with um, Brian's and to create something that is so life altering. I mean, as a nurse, if I can put one mask on, and I walk around wearing it all day, and it's, I can't infect anybody, I'm not getting infected, there's essentially this sphere around me protecting me, that is crazy. And I'm saying it coming from an, inf I used to work trach, spence, cranies, infectious disease unit, and I was exposed all the time. We weren't allowed to wear PPE until it happened because there was, there's a cost issue with that, believe me. But this is something that is reusable and effective and unbelievable. So I am truly just humbled to be a part of it. And um, I have to tell you, I'll let Josh talk more about it as we wrap up here, but he, um, I'm, I'm honored to be able to try to help protect people. I really have just been a facilitator and that's all. But he has actually, this is kind of exciting, but he has teamed up with an artist that he, he did this rendition of one of his fashion masks with even, um, and, and now Masked Family is, um, which is Josh's company, of course, is on their page and proceeds, some of the proceeds from that are going to feed the hungry. So it just keeps getting better and better. So I am truly actually just humbled by the entire experience and by both of these men for making such a big difference in people's lives. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we do just have a few minutes, but Brian, uh, what about you? I'll let jo Josh have uh, the last word. Brian, what does this mean to you to be able to work with these incredible people and especially during this time and in, in, in being able to make history? So it's really exciting to me to use my experience, my talents, my education, and to come through and collaborate 
with others to do this really good work uh, to help protect our, our, our friends, our families, and the people on the front lines of this disease, or it's not a disease, it's a virus that's just really taking over. So the, the thing that is, is, is really most important is, is my family. And as Tamara said, she has a son with type one diabetes. I do too. And I have a vulnerable, uh, my wife has a vulnerability in her respiratory, as a respiratory disease. So I, I am absolutely committed to helping out as best I can to use the talents I have and make this, make this a, uh, a good work for our community. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. We all uh, thank you. I know that um, this is so vital and so important. And like, like you've been saying, um, history making, there's nothing like this right now. Josh, you are, you, you are, you are the, the heart and, and soul behind this project and endeavor. Um, and I wanted to, to get your final thoughts on where people can go to find this. Uh, and also, I really, uh, you're, you're, you're doing this other piece of it also to give back to communities in other ways as well. Can you tell us about that and, and what this means to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm just playing a part, you know, this is much bigger than me. Um, I'm just happy that, you know, using my knowledge and Brian's that things have worked and it's been miraculous. Uh, and that's cutting it short, honestly. But, uh, you know, people, if they need to get a mask and they want to be protected and have something that's going to provide them the absolute best protection, they can go to my website. It's maskedfamily.com. That's M-A-S-K-E-D family.com. Um, and so going back to what you're saying about, um, the, you know, the fashion style mask, I recently um, reached out to an artist by the name of David Lowell, who is from the Big Island in Hawaii. Um, I did a mask that was based on his piece called Pele's Dream. And uh, since then, we have started to, uh, you know, raise funds for the families and community in Hawaii that have suffered because of the loss, um, you know, of people going to visit and uh, etc. So um, basically, this is the mask here. And if you can see it, it's based on his painting. And uh, if people want, they can go to the website and get it from there. That's, that's fantastic. And I know that this endeavor, like you said, this is helping communities there in Hawaii, um, underserved communities that have lost uh, income uh, due to job loss and tourism loss um, as well. Um, and uh, so you are really uh, stepping up to be a part of helping um, that community as well. Yes, and uh, I'm very happy to do so. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, I am going to reiterate uh, the maskedfamily.com. Uh, we can uh, go there and you have more information on your website as well uh, in terms of this. And um, like you said, you are going to continue to uh, work. You're continuing to work uh, with the FDA to get this, the FDA approval on this. You're continuing um, to move forward in all of the right directions um, to 
ensure that this is the most viable uh, and intelligent design um, out there to protect individuals, which is where your heart is. And we can't thank you enough for all of you, all three of you giving your time and attention to this. It's a beautiful endeavor. Uh, it's necessary. And again, we thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us thank here. You. And thank you. just happy to talk about what we're doing and protect everyone. That's the main goal. Thank you. I am Lisa Metropolis. I hope you are all staying home and staying healthy. I am with Kaiba Health and Life, a local imprint with a global impact. We will be back soon.